Welcome to The Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, August 29th. It's your Labor Day weekend edition of The Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse. And as always, we are here at the Alamo Drafthouse in Springfield, Missouri. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills, with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. And joining me today in the room, we've got... Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. Whoa. Yeah. What has been going on, guys? <laughs> so I know uh, we were talking beforehand. Yeah, you guys have been screening some upcoming smaller films. Yeah, I've been watching some of these, like, not wide releases, but trying to figure out some smaller indie titles right. to bring in. Because uh, it's fun to kind of populate all these bigger action-y fairs, all the Disney films, <laughs> with some smaller ones that are... You know, not, not for everybody, yeah. but right. uh, still valuable and wonderful storytelling. Uh, so, been picking through those, and you know, it's hit or miss. But right. when they hit, they're spectacular. Yeah, that's the great thing about indie films is yeah, there's like you said, hit or miss. Yeah. <laughs> but when they hit, they usually bring something unexpected to the table because it's all story. They're not spending right. a lot of monies on explosions. So <laughs> the explosions, Which they talk okay about the explosions. Too. Yeah, it's really got to be more about the human condition. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Did you guys see anything in wide release at the box office in the we past week or so? We did not do very well this week. As I say, on there's that. not been a whole lot yeah. to see. Uh, I've got word of mouth right. uh, opinions and stuff, but the one movie that I really, really was excited for this weekend that I am seeing this week later is a uh, Ready or not, uh, the reviews were wonderful for yeah. it. Yeah, uh, it, we did pretty, you know, pretty yeah. well on it. Daylin was saying that uh, it's phenomenal that yeah, she had a blast. I haven't heard anything bad about it. No, I've heard yeah. nothing Just, but yeah. good about it. So, so I that made me think. I mean, given that I barely knew what it was about before last week, yeah, uh, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm not going to say no to it. Yeah, it looks looks like a lot of fun. So again, a lot of people are talking about it. We meet again. That's my goal. We'll see what happens. We will. We will make a pact in this room. Okay. <laughs> that we will all try to go see it before we'll cut our hands. Next week. Yeah. Combine blood. We'll. We should start going to movies together. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. We'll have to figure that out. I'm talking through them all the way. Through. <laughs> and uh, then okay, maybe not. Each other <laughs> yeah, I don't know about talk. all that. <laughs> I might need to take a phone call. We I might not be able to do it here. Miss anything. We might have to be somewhere. So all of a sudden, that doesn't sound like as much fun yeah, as it you did. Just, just stay here. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk a little bit about what did have a big weekend. The top five of the box office last weekend, debuting at the top spots, making just over $21 million, was Angel Has Fallen. This is the lowest opening weekend for a film in the franchise. Barely, it just barely didn't quite make as much as the previous one, the second one, which was... I don't remember which one. <laughs> they all kind of run together. Uh, Angel but currently falling. Something has fallen. Uh, but it is the first of the films in this franchise to open at number one, which is interesting. So that. So, yeah, the other ones have opened uh, more high summer, and this one kind of slid to the back. And so without all that extra competition, it did make it to the number one spot. This is Lion Gate, Lion's Gate's second number one film of the year, with John Wick 3 being the other one. And that one killed it. Mm-hmm. That one is paying for others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're paying to it keep Lionsgate okay. making more movies. So all right. That means Good Boys drops one spot to number two, makes over just $11.5 million. Overcomer, one of these faith-based films, debuted at number three, making just over $8 million. One of the biggest openings for the studio that continues to crank these out, and the name escapes me. I know it's the same 
writer slash director slash actor that continues yes. to make a lot of these big hits in that genre. Um, but I think this is one of their biggest. I think it was their second largest. I think Fireproof was the only one that opened bigger for them. Did they, either of those have Kevin Sorbo in them? I, I know he's he's big on the genre. I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you that because I didn't see it. The answer one for this <laughs> one is no. Okay, <laughs> I, well, there you I go. The page, so I can <laughs> I'm sure we would have you known would if he was. Yeah. I would put him right in there. I'd he would be on. Second. Yeah, he'd be on the yeah. poster. <laughs> At number four, dropping two spots to number four, making just over another $8 million, was Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. The big story with this film is that the film opened in China last weekend, where it earned $102 million at the Chinese box office. It is officially 2019's highest grossing film that is not produced by the Disney machine. I wonder how big that gap is. Yeah. How big the gap between what Fast and Furious has made and then the lowest Disney one. The I, I know it, it. I know it is right in there with Spider Man, but Spider Man is not the lowest Disney produced because Disney does have a credit yeah. on Spider Man. Um, I think was Dumbo this year. Oh, it was. Yeah, yep. probably Dumbo. If I had to guess, yeah, yes. can't remember off the top I of my head about what that one. But that's I'm, I'm guessing. That. I'm guessing it is it March. Oh, pretty far ahead March? of Dumbo. <laughs> Anyway, it doesn't matter. And The Lion King dropped two spots to number five, makes over just another $8 million. Last weekend's other wide release, Ready or Not, debuted just out of the top five at number six. But again, this had a Wednesday opening. It had $3 million already going into the weekend. So um, a good good uh, surprising for the studio. I know everybody was ex- excited by uh, the way Ready or Not opened in the last 10 days or so. Yeah, I mean, with all the reviews and how people have responded to it, I, I bet an earlier release might have helped it out a little bit more as far as total. Yeah. When a movie's like higher quality and under the radar, especially in August, it can kind of just disappear right. for people. They've, they've seen everything they wanted to see over the summer, and even a quality film that's a fun time might not bring people out but i'm sure word of mouth will keep you know their short legs but right it'll keep the legs on this one for a few weeks oh yeah it'll be in the top 10 i'm sure for a month or so before something happens well i don't know actually you think about the audience and the genre and what it's competing against in the next week or so yeah it may i don't know we'll see what happens we'll see if it hangs around as far as headlines, it's kind of another slow news week. The big newsmaker this past week was Disney's D23 Expo. Uh, among the major film-related announcements, which they had a ton of other not-film-related stuff going on, too, but for us specifically, uh, director Ryan Coogler announced that Black Panther 2 will be released on May 6th, 2022. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I believe they almost Coming have a... Right up. Yeah. yeah, it'll be here any minute. <laughs> I was uh, I wasn't the hugest fan of Black Panther. I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am far more excited for the sequel, just because I think what hampered the first one for me was all the world building that they right. had to do, and uh, it can be a bit cumbersome sometimes. They did a well enough job, but it does consume a majority of that runtime. So now that the world is established, people have an idea of how things work. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have a story that's not like beholden to... It's, it's not the... Yeah, Uncle Ben's the not dying. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Like we are already... We're ready to move on with a full story. So hopefully, I'm up for it. Hopefully the Black Panther will actually have a story arc in this one. Yeah, that maybe, would be amazing. Maybe this one will win Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> 
And the other piece of film-related news out of D23 was they had a sort of new video package. I'm not sure. It's not a trailer. It's it's kind of a teaser, but it's not it's not attached to anything. It's just sort of a video package, I guess is the only way really to describe it, uh, regarding Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, which had some new footage in yes, it. Yes, it did. Including a the piece that's tantalizing everyone that's being memed all over the internet is the piece with a dark force, dark side of the force version of Ray, which we see right at the end of that little video package. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts on that is if they're going to show us that, mm-hmm. it's not what we think it is. Right. Yeah. They would not. That it would be such a huge spoiler. I think Disney's a little smarter than that. Uh, I think it's either a red herring or we don't have the full story of that situation. I have a guess. What I'm is gonna, it? I'm going to assume that the point of the movie is going to be about balance mm-hmm. uh, of the dark and the light because they both have to continue to exist. Right. Like, no matter what, there always seems to be a Sith Lord that raise, rises up and there's always a Jedi who's there to kind of quash that and they usually end up on equal footing so i think what's going to happen is ray's going to be able to harness both the light and the dark with equal power and defeat kylo and reunite the universe that's just what i think would happen that's a good theory there's a ton of fan theories oh absolutely uh like Darth Maul's daughter or something like that was one that <laughs> Which would be read. interesting because I think he's different yeah. species altogether, but... Hey, I don't know how it works <laughs> I don't know how genetics work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they tried to do that in one of the episodes, Maybe one of the all prequels. That's just, all the red stuff's just recessive, <laughs> the mm. horns and stuff. Like uh, there rare. are other theories along a similar line. Some have said this is Kylo's redemption arc, although I don't know how he gets redeemed after the last film, but... Folks are saying if you are to redeem him, you can't have two good guys, so to speak. So somebody's got to go bad. Yeah. That's a theory. I don't think (laughs) that one holds much water because he's already like had the redeeming moment and and then lost it. Not you. He's had multiple. He's had at least one in each film so far. So like, hey, dad, how's it going? This would be a great way to sort of get me back on track. Slice, dead, stab. (laughs) Or the fight scene in the most recent one where it's, hey, come with me. No, I can't. We actually defeated the person who would be the most dangerous person in the universe. I'm now the most dangerous person in the universe. Look at me. Uh, So I think he's a bad guy. I'm pretty sure that's what they're leaning on. Maybe he'll have a Darth Vader dying moment where he's redeemed. Right. Uh, but who's he going to, what, Dom Hall Gleason? Or, like, <laughs> right. who's going to be the person that, yeah. There's a, a, a line of thought that perhaps this is a clone situation. We know the Emperor is back, and the Emperor does love him some clones. Yeah. And there was a scene in the, whatever you want to call it, the well under the rocks on the planet and I forget the name of the planet where she was with uh, Luke where she was kind of it looked like this mirrored image where there were multiples of her and she raises her right hand and she's doing a lot of stuff conspicuously with her right hand folks are suggesting someone cloned 
Luke's missing right hand after it was chopped off in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> this is just one of many clones from that DNA that they got from the right hand. I, yeah. That's a theory that's out there. It's pretty far-fetched. That's but very, very It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a fun to watch people try to piece those things together. I feel like if you dropped a hand <laughs> from like the outer atmosphere of a planet... First it's off, likely it not going to survive, yeah. It's going to be damaged further. <laughs> it's already severed. And then you have to track it down. Yeah, who, who, who made that call to be like, you know what? I think there's a hand down here somewhere. Why yeah. don't you guys go look for it? Darth Vader like climbs back up. Or whatever. Hey, guys, I go, you got to be on the lookout for, uh, for a hand. <laughs> we we got to get a hold of this thing. Uh, I don't think that's the case at all. That would be... What was it? It was a gas mining planet. Could you imagine being a gas miner going to work and then like there's a hand laying like, on, the, on the planet? Yeah. Monkey monkey's paw looking <laughs> yeah, exactly somebody took it as a monkey's paw or yeah. whatever and it has kept it like and... a little bit of jedi luck in it so <laughs> exactly it to a key but thing. it's like yeah but you know the fingers you know after every time you make a wish every time you use it your jedi luck and one finger goes down <laughs> <laughs> uh there are a ton of fun theories there's the, the idea that this is just a vision like luke seeing himself in the vader outfit in empire strikes yeah. back there are tons of theories that's all it's going to be star wars related between now and the release will be theory on this, theories on that, theories on the other. That lightsaber, though. It looked it pretty cool. I didn't know it folded. <laughs> have, have, you, have you seen the uh, Swiss Army Knife version of that online where somebody, no, where she snaps it and then like all the little Swiss Army Knife pieces, like a only they're all red, you know. Laser they, bottle opener. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly That's what There's a laser corkscrew, a laser, you know, fingernail Merry file. Christmas. I don't understand the use of having the two <laughs> blades in front of you. up yeah. together. Yeah. Not, not seen a lot of uh, historically accurate versions of that weapon, whatever that is. For some reason, that didn't make the cut. Uh, this week brought us the trailer for Lucy in the Sky, starring Natalie Portman and John Hamm, among others. It marks the feature film debut of director Noah Hawley, who's done a ton of work in television. He did the Fargo series for FX. He's done Legion for FX. He's done a ton of work in television. Very talented. This looks uh, like something else. I know they're playing with aspect ratio in the in the trailer, at least, mm-hmm. as far as what comes when in the story and moving things around. A very visually, and, and a lot of his work is very visually um, arresting. I guess you have to stop and wait a minute. What did I just see? And yeah, definitely that. I I dig and don't dig the messing with the aspect ratio thing. It's a projection uh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> as a projection yeah. boy, uh, <laughs> I I don't love it all the way. I mean, like movies like uh, First Reform and mm-hmm. this year's The Lighthouse, where right. they do have that almost like one by one framing. Right, it's cool. It's really unique. Uh, most theaters won't be like set up to actually project mask that, it that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so you'll just have all the black on the screen. It's not actually like curtain cut, and it won't be real really black. Cool. It'll be that lit because yeah, you're still getting light from the projector. There's a little bit of light yeah. passing through to create that part that's not there. Yeah. Uh, so I don't love that. And when an aspect ratio bumps around in a film. Uh, there was a film that came out a couple years, one of the Transformers movies, where it was almost like shot by shot by shot, right. bouncing around in aspect ratios, and that was an intentional thing, but 
it becomes disorienting and it becomes part of the focus. I imagine that this movie's not going to be bouncing around. Yeah, my guess is it will be something early in the film. There will be a defining moment, a moment of crisis or catharsis, and then there will be a new aspect ratio is my guess. I don't know. I'll be excited how they utilize it in the form of storytelling because if they're using it as a tool to sort of structure out time, uh, it could be fun. Uh, I, I hope it, like the aspect ratios they choose actually have that effect right? and not just like a Oh, it looks hey, like we shot, shot in this today. Three or four different cameras. This is the lens we had today yeah. on set because we forgot the pack. So, uh, not loving the accent that Natalie Portman's trying to pull yeah. off in this, but she is notoriously uh, not good at accents. I don't know why you would give her an accent in this, but hey, whatever. Um, so, and then based on a true story, um, of course, the astronaut who goes to space and loses her mind and comes home and goes nuts. Uh, so we'll see. It'll be interesting to look at visually, and I'm sure they will play with that whole losing the mind, what's sanity, what's reality, what's... Did you see the head. most recent thing in the news, and this is real life, with the the female astronaut yes. who committed the first space crime? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's pretty low-level space crime as yeah. far. It wasn't like a murder. No, it was it's bank fraud. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Space crime. I just like What happens in space that causes people to lose their minds? Yeah, is that like... Okay, I imagine that the space station counts as like like some country so like international waters yeah (laughs) Yeah, i don't know that would be my one yeah like can you kill someone in space and just dump the body out the yeah there are no space judges yet yeah Uh, i mean uh, there was a painful separation involved in this so she's she was absolutely justified (laughs) (laughs) we're just saying how dare you for making her live that in the public eye yeah yeah she's got to be off the planet and have no idea what's going on i get it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you get that. Four months We've probation. all been there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and finally, Anthony Michael Hall has joined the cast of next October's Halloween Kills. Finally, indeed. He all starred in the original. He was yeah. Tommy Doyle in the original. He was the kid that Laurie was babysitting who ran off screaming into the night. Um, and then was that role was reprised by Paul Rudd in Natural a later segue. Halloween version. Yeah. Uh, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. So... There was chatter that Paul Rudd, like many others, was like, hey, I'd like to give me a piece of that Halloween money again. Why don't you guys bring me back? And so somebody went to the well and said, actually, you weren't the first one to play that role. We're yeah. going to bring in Anthony Michael Hall. If you're rebooting from the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of got to skip those. It's up. almost perfect yep. that you're using the original guy. And I love it. Haven't yeah. they said all along this is a continuation of the first film? Yes. Yeah. And two through whatever <laughs> are all being ignored. So, yeah, it makes sense that you would go... Does Back that to the original. Season of the Witch isn't canon anymore. That's what they're saying, and yet the detective has lobbied as well for a role in this. He's like, you know, you can still ignore that one and just make me a generic detective in this one. That <laughs> yeah. happens to be the same name. I want to be in a movie, please. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a minute since I've worked. Yeah. So just my name here's in. my resume. It has a Halloween movie on it. So. And it, it was one you didn't hate. Man, so if you can uh, bring me back. That'd be fantastic. People grew to kind of like it yeah. eventually. It took a minute, yeah. but people <laughs> people do like it now. There's a people get bummed out that Michael Myers isn't there, but it's a pretty fun story. It's, it is. Yeah. It kind of it's that what if they had made all these anthology films as opposed to I wish Michael Myers films. I love anthology movies where it, you're not beholden to the same story because when you're just constantly stretching the same thing, right? You're adding on to something that already exists. If you're messing around in the universe, 
it, it opens you up to so many more possibilities. And you can have cameos, and you can have characters, in, you know, that wandering through. through and pop yeah. Up, so you're aware that, and that's always fun. Yeah. People love Easter eggs, and that, like, these anthology series are perfect for Easter eggs. New in theaters this week. You guys are not going to hear it. It's, it's a wide release, but it's not a wide release in yeah. the traditional sense. Don't let go. We did. <laughs> yeah, we never grabbed it to begin with. Yeah. I was never uh, But I know you guys are bringing back Midsummer, the director's cut. We yeah. just had so many unanswered questions. How many How many more? How, what is added to this? 30 one? minutes. 30 minutes, okay. Yeah, and earlier reviews have said, like, this oh. makes it even better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, the 30 minutes in a, the of additional runtime. Uh, so if you saw Midsummer. Uh, there are some moments where it does feel like there's just a they little cut bit a scene. missing, yeah. or they had to tighten it up because it was already like two hours and 25 minutes, something right. like that. Uh, and they added an additional 30 minutes. It's almost exactly three hours now, uh, but it does fill in those blanks, any of those moments where you thought the transition was a little too quick. Yeah, uh, It's going to fill that out, and... I'm actually, I'm definitely going to go see this. I loved Midsummer. <laughs> really I think yeah. Ari Aster's a brilliant up-and-coming director. He's he's just had his sophomore success, similar to Jordan Peele's, right. I think. Uh, and, and they both have great respect for each other as far as like horror filmmaking. But I, I, I love Midsummer. It's so different from your typical horror movie uh, where it's almost not... Uh, it's just this weird social cultural thriller where, yeah. If so, if you get the chance and you're wanting to check out a little bit more, you like the movie, and hey, you don't mind a long runtime. This is the one for you. It's going to be a real complete story. If you like horror and long runtimes, yeah. <laughs> just stick around. This is don't your yeah. this is your hours? fall. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, coming up this week at the Alamo Draft House tonight, let's finish out the month of August with Stand By Me at 6.40. Yep. I just Great watched movie. this last night, actually. Really? Not here, but yeah. yeah. Fantastic film. It really is. Loved it. Great puke scene. Did you know that was uh, cottage cheese and blueberry pie filling? Oh. And I'm wondering, watching it, it's really liquid, though. They had to it add really something is. to like yeah. wet that down, thin it out a little bit. Because yeah. if I, I think cottage cheese texture with the cottage yeah, cheese, yeah, but you lose the cottage cheese in that scene. I think I don't. You don't see it. It's because really it spews don't. out. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. When something's spraying, maybe that like that. There's thick. definitely some force. Yeah. Are you guys gonna do a pie eating contest <laughs> before uh, the movie? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. And then whoever finishes their pie first has to force themselves to throw up into a bucket. We're it's just going to have cherry-flavored Pez. Yeah. That's easy. That's it? <laughs> that's, there you that's go. That's good. I like yeah. cherry-flavored Pez. Pez. Uh, then Sunday, let's kick off September with a couple of screenings. You've got Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone at noon. And then stick around. Actually, get up. Go to the bathroom because it's a couple hours long. And then come back for Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. At 4 p.m. This one should be a treat because, so there were these books that came out in like the 90s. <laughs> I've heard about this. Yes. That were pretty popular with young adults. And oh, the movies were based on them, I think. I think the movies came before. Loosely, oh. I think. Yeah, the books were adapted from Okay, movies. okay. Uh, but <laughs> but they were associated. Very popular series. Right. Um, and, and I understand cool September drinks. 1st is like a back to school Day yeah, they Hogwarts. head back to. Uh, I don't think that's the name of it. It's not Hogwarts. Uh, it's something else. Uh, their their magic school. They go mm, back on the first. Okay. Oh, like like a wizard 
Academy mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, I think that might be what it is. I don't okay. know if it's credited. It's like a fine arts school uh, uh, for English. There you go. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I they're all magical about that. over there. It's the T. <laughs> it must be. But they couldn't magic in accreditation is what you're saying. No, no they couldn't. So right. a non-accredited a boarding school. Yeah. It's like a charter school. It sounds okay. like a horror for wizards. Movie. <laughs> it does sound like. Yeah. It sounds. You know what? If you just if you just did a plot breakdown, it kind of does sound like a horror movie. If you read some of these. Do they have a wizarding college where it's like you can excel at a specific? Get your doctorate in pl- herbology. Yeah. Apparently so. Herbology. I'm guessing. I would I've imagine. Never heard of such. And then like. It's legal now. They, in those like states. flying. Do you, when do they learn just general history? Because you know, at the same like time, magic I know there's history. Well, or? I know like magic reading, writing, and arithmetic touched or? on, but actual basic history. Because aside from all the magic, someone still invented the automobile. That's pretty cool. Got to learn that. Got to know how to add. Got to do your algebra. Yeah, I can't believe they're so surprised by something like the technology there you have to figure out potions. You know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. How are you going to if you don't Formulas. know basic math? Mm-hmm. Mm. I got a lot of questions. Yeah, maybe these Me films too. will answer it. Those are on Sunday. September the 1st. And, and then Tuesday night, we talked about this last week. It's We do a lot of memorial screenings lately, it yes, seems like. sadly. You guys are doing an Easy Rider Peter Fonda memorial screening at 6.40 on Tuesday night. Yeah, 50 yeah. years of Easy Rider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all the proceeds are going to longevity Yeah, because of the lung cancer. Yep, yeah. absolutely. If you needed more of a pick-me-up, <laughs> we got the <laughs> Breakfast Club at 7 o'clock. Again, hey. back to school. Anthony Michael. Uh, yeah. yeah. Come on. He looks so different. Oh, you know, like, it was you, you, don't, you don't have to go. To yeah, you don't have to go that far back. Uh-uh. If you look at Breakfast Club was AD five. I'm thinking five. And then what is the one that he's in with? Not weird science, but he's in another one 16 with 16 candles. No, he's in another one with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, less what than is, zero? No, no, that's the no. That's not the same movie at all. <laughs> I know the poster, weird. Johnny something. Mnemonic. I'm losing it. No, not Johnny. <laughs> no, that's Keanu Reeves. Is no. it Johnny B. Good? <laughs> no, maybe. It's not Johnny B. No. Good. I think it might be Johnny. I don't B. Good. know. Oh my god! But the poor kid went from the looking nerd, really yeah, young. The, the point of the story is, yeah. yes, he went from looking like he's 13 and a nerdy picked on kid to being like, he plays like the quarterback on the football team, essentially, is yeah. what he, I mean, he, yeah, there was a, really a point bizarre. where he hit a growth spurt and, and apparently got in like the gym. a strong jaw. <laughs> yeah, <like> exactly. <laughs> and whereas now, yeah, he looks like that guy, yeah. just older, as opposed to... He looks like he could open a, a beer bottle with his hands that's just supposed to be used like a, a bottle opener. He looks strong. <laughs> he just twists it he off, even if it's not a twist off. Pops it off. Search. Sticks it in his eye. And <laughs> I don't know about that. And then on that. Wednesday night, we've got the Pulp Fiction movie party at 7 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. Are we it doing, is Johnny B. Good. Is it Johnny B. Good? Okay. Yeah, Woo! 1988. Anthony Michael Hall, this Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Paul Gleason, Steve James, Seymour Castle. I didn't oh, want to leave Seymour out. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That almost sounds like one of those made up Hold on, names. I'll click on his yeah, it's something Bart would call those. IMDb. Seymour Castle. <laughs> we got a Seymour Castle here. <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> it's exactly what that is. So that's going to kick off. That's going to wrap up the Uma month. Of- Thurman's in it. Sorry. Okay. Yes, yeah, she is. She's like the the hot girl, the love interest. How could the Seymour Castle before Emma Thurman. <laughs> well, you know, sure Hollywood know. back in the eighties. Yeah. 
Politics. Yes. Yeah. Gender politics. That wraps up the month of August. That kicks off the month of September. There's a lot more going on this September. Plus, don't forget, every Tuesday night, Trivia Dome at 7 o'clock here in the back lot. Seven rounds, seven questions, up to seven people on your team. Bring six of your friends out and Do enjoy it. a night of trivia on Tuesday nights. Or bring five out if they're smart. Smarter. Or- Bring, bring seven and just watch them play and just enjoy like yeah, a voyeuristic type just, you thing know, where you like, like when you to watch, watch somebody them play win. a video game because they're really good at it. Yeah, it's like that. That's popular now. Mm-hmm. So it's a thing. You can live do, yeah. visually stream your friends playing the game and like cheer them on and stuff and throw they're money. Like a at live them. visual stream. Yeah, a lot of people hate it. Stream of conscious. Mm-hmm. I think this whole show has been a stream of conscious <laughs> yes. so far. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that, get your tickets early. These special screenings often sell out. Get them in the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device. You can get them online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield or buy them in person. Just don't wait until the day of the screening. They may be sold out. You might be out of luck. You can find all these events and more. The entire month of September is up. It's starting to put stuff for October in there, mm-hmm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, just search for... At Alamo Spring Mouth. So on Facebook and go to their events page to see everything that's coming up. I have been trying to force myself to sit down and go through the list of everything you got going on and figure out which ones I'm going to attend. It's a lot of stuff lot <laughs> going of stuff. on in the month of September. We're going to pile on. Yep. Yeah, I know. We are. It, we this is also, since we're wrapping up the summer, it's Labor Day weekend. This is the last one. This is the finale of our summer series where we've been going week by week, year by year through the 1980s and discussing and voting on our favorite movies from the summers of the 1980s. Those are the movies that were released between Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend. We'll give you a quick recap and then we'll tell you where we're at because this is the last poll in this this fun summer series we've been doing. We had Raiders of the Lost Ark, from 1981, E.T. from 1982, and National Lampoon's Vacation from 1983. We threw those three head-to-head. E.T. was the winner. That is your representative of your favorite summer movie from the early 80s. In 1984, we had Ghostbusters, The Goonies, and Back to the Future tied at 1985, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off won for 1986. We threw those four head-to-head. And Back to the Future came out as the winner for the mid-80s. We had The Lost Boys from 1987, Die Hard from 1988, Uncle Buck from 1989. Last week, we threw those three movies at one at, one at each other. I don't know. We just kind of threw them what didn't stick and see what did stick. And we've got the winner. Here are the results. At number three with 5% of the vote uh-huh. was Uncle Buck. At number two... Yeah, I know. At number two was Die Hard. That had 37% of the vote. I was very pleasantly surprised. I'm shocked, actually. I am a little bit as well. It won the poll on Twitter, did not win the overall, which means most of the folks on Facebook in particular voted. In fact, uh, 58%. (laughs) Actually, me too. 58%, over half, almost two-thirds of the vote went to The Lost Boys from 1987. Love it. So now that gives us, in this week's finale, we are looking at E.T. versus Back to the Future versus The Lost Boys. One of these will be crowned your favorite movie from the summers of the 1980s. All I ask of our listeners. 
<laughs> to vote for vote Back to the Future. Is to make the right choice. That's uh-huh. it. I'm not going to say what the right choice is, but you'll hear this what it is This is really hard week. for me. You won't be able to go back and yeah. change your choice. Yes. So make the choice right the first time. I don't know if there saying. would be a loser. Like, yeah. for me, these are all Well, three two of these three amazing. were yours anyhow, right? No, Kenny was the Lost was Boys. Like, that's, I'm not here. I get to pick first. That's right. So Kenny yeah, had the Lost Boys. You had ET. Yeah. And Back to the Future. I'm the odd person out. I didn't have any pull through. Shame. But really, we know that Dirty Dancing <laughs> it was probably <laughs> one whole thing. <laughs> but we purposely did not choose yeah. that one. You should pick a wild card. A wild card. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw a wild one in card there. in there. Out of the winners, I get to throw one back in the pile. No, I'm not gonna do that. So E.T., Back to the Future, and The Lost Boys, any any projections? Any? I know we all kind of blew up last week, and so we were all wrong on the I projections. Know, I love so. it. So with that being said, I think it's going to be Back to the Future. Absolutely. No question. I think it's going to be E.T. <laughs> Are you trying <laughs> to jinx each doing. other? I see, I see what you're doing. Quick, jinx the Lost Boys. <laughs> I was going to say, I, after 58% of the people voted for that with Die Hard out there as an option, the Lost Boys I think won. the Lost Boys might win it. So yeah. we I'd are completely confused. split. I think the Lost Boys is fun. Right. I just don't think it's... it's the, this, the is not the, this is not the, the best. best. This is your favorite. Yes. It's all the people who uh, loved the Frog Brothers, who were the age of the Frog Brothers when this came out. You think me. that's what it is? It's me. Okay. Is who it is. I was just, I was too young for Michael J. Fox and I was a little too old. Well, I was a little too young for E.T. So, I don't know. They're all so good. I loved all three of these movies. You think it's the Frog Brothers? Because when I think of that movie, that's like the last, that's like last the night. third or fourth thing that I, I think of is the Frog Brothers. I saw a last night that one of our guests like posted and said she's going to wear and it was like the Frog Brothers t-shirt and I was like oh my god that was their name and uh, I cannot stop thinking about it so I had to bring it up so yeah. whoever you are mystery that, guest that's like better third or that fourth down the line okay. before I think of oh yeah and the frog brothers yeah. too yeah. all films it's funny because you know we've got action we've got adventure we've got uh, horror sort of mm-hmm. not really um, you got this sci-fi but they're all every one of these is grounded and rooted in the family unit and the family mm-hmm. dynamics, whether it's yeah. E.T. with, you know, the the divorce and, you know, starting over, whether it's Back to the Future and that. Yes. You know, yes. mom. Yeah, well. <laughs> hey, hey, now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Or the Lost Boys with the whole, again, the divorce, getting up, moving, mm-hmm. going, yeah, so it's, they're all, yeah, they all have that at their core. It, it's, yes, there's exciting elements to them, but they're all about the family dynamics and the family relationships. And they all have a youthful protagonist. Yeah, absolutely. Someone who is learning about themselves simultaneously. But isn't that every movie? Not always. Not really. David, no, it's a bunch of movies. Die Hard's about an old man. (laughs) At Christmas. Came out to the coast. Was going to have a good time. (laughs) Yeah, but he learned how to love himself. I think. Did he? I don't think he did. I don't I think don't he know. changed at all in that movie. Well, you know, the second one, he no longer. Oh, okay, but I'm talking about the original. It's like it's John McClane learns a lesson and then forgets it. Learns a lesson, forgets it. I don't think he just, learns anything in the first one. He learns that uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he does not have a strong he character. Here's the thing: I was going to make, some, make something up, and I couldn't even think of anything. It's a great movie. Up. He just doesn't. Yeah, it's he's kind of like yeah. the Black Panther. He learns to never he doesn't take his shoes off. There you go. Yeah, don't. There we go. Don't take your shoes off. You're going to be fighting people. Well, let us know which of these three is your favorite. The poll is live right now. Right now. It runs through the entire Labor Day weekend. You can go to Twitter or Facebook, search for Backlot Pod, 
and vote in this week's poll. The winner will be announced on next week's show, and that will be crowned your 80s summer movie champion. I can't believe we're there already. And next week, we're going to start doing some fun stuff, something a little different, something we haven't done yet. We'll do it at least once. <laughs> if we like it, we might do it a few more times. If we don't, well, then we tried it. It's called a ritual sacrifice. Yeah, no, not right. that. Oh, okay. Oh. Never not, mind. Not so much. Not next week. Because you can't really vote on that. I guess you could. Who gets? You could. Yeah. Is it the baby <laughs> goat? The adolescent goat? <laughs> <laughs> the slightly more mature goat? Or the old goat? Or which a of these of frogs? Four? Frog brothers. Yeah. The frog brothers. Two frogs. Yeah. Well, give us your thoughts on anything we talked about. What are you going to see this week at the theater? What did you think of it? What is your favorite movie from the summers of the 1980s? You know what? I will even let people, I encourage folks, if if your favorite did not make it through, if it's not one of these three, still vote for these one of these three. Give us your favorite of the group. But in the comments, throw your favorite out there. Tell us what we got wrong. If it's not a movie from the summers of the 1980s, we'll throw it back in your face. But it'll be a lot of fun to see what people think should have made it through, I think. I, I got a fun question. Is there anything that you think, personally, isn't on the list or never made it to the list that deserved to be there? Like, anything that you're like, man, I feel like the list isn't complete with this title. Well, we laugh about it, but Dirty Dancing, we left off. Yeah. I think that could have gotten some votes. I'm surprised Batman didn't make it. Yeah, Batman was a, a shocker. I was, oh, man, I wish I had the whole I'm shocked list there's right not now. an Indiana Jones movie in here. The, yeah. That's, yeah, just, yes. Like, Raiders Indiana was Jones the best chance. Lost yeah. Boys? Right. I think Indiana Jones wins every mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But, but that's it didn't not make how it. this works. Yep. Yeah, Back maybe we school. should put the entire list on. Are there that <laughs> Every, many option choices? There, yeah. there are a lot of movies from the, and the winner with two votes. Yeah. Is yeah. E.T. Oh what? Oh my god! Because <laughs> she voted twice yeah, somehow. That was about to she, say that. she rigged yeah. the system. Well, let us know what you think. Again, if we uh, use your comments, we will definitely give you a shout out next week's show. You can find us on social media. Search again for Backlot Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or call the hotline and leave a recorded message at four one seven nine eight six. 7842. We would love to include your recorded comments in next week's show. Be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online on social media. Just search for at Alamo Spring Mo. You're so on it today. On Facebook, Instagram, Whatever. Twitter. You can download the Alamo Draft House app. Just search for Alamo Draft House in your mobile devices app store or go online to drafthouse.com slash Springfield or if you're not in Springfield, slash wherever there is an Alamo Draft House near you, enter that city. That's all I gotta say about yeah, that. You said, <laughs> right. said it all. All right, fair enough. Uh, you can find us, me, Kenny, who's not here. I, I'm gonna throw Kenny in there. I assume yeah. you can find him and a rotating lineup of guest hosts, Woo-hoo. including maybe at some point a couple of folks sitting here in the room with us. That's right. Weekends on the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Season two starts this week. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna Are see you what ready happens. For this. Yes, look for the season premiere episode this Friday to kick off your Labor Day weekend, right? Follow us online by searching for PGTC Podcast on social media. That's on Facebook, Twitter, at popgoestheculture.com. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast in your podcast player of choice. So you can catch every new episode all season long, delivered right to your mobile device. You can always unsubscribe yeah. later if yeah. you decide you, you don't ask like for it. for more than that. That is going to wrap it up for this week. Anybody have anything else? 
We, it's a long. Labor Day weekend. Some folks will be out and about. Some so. folks will be looking for to bring the family, go see a movie. Why not? We'll be here. If I you were going to bring the family to see a movie this Labor Day weekend, what would you bring them to see based on what you guys are showing? The family? Nightingale. Oh, Nightingale for sure. <laughs> the family? No, never mind. I was going to say. Oh, back. If you have a family, <laughs> depends on your family. Do not yeah. family. bring them to the that family movie. family you choose. Yeah. Uh, that is, um, that'll be a if difficult If you want to scare the kids yeah. or, or make them feel grateful for if what they have. If you want to have a long conversation with them afterwards <laughs> yeah. that goes nowhere and you feel like you're a bad parent, this is the film to take <laughs> this is, to. This is the one to bring you down. Or, I've seen it. I've seen The Nightingale. Or go without kids and uh you know enjoy it well i I watched it by myself it's 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 a challenging film that's got a epic story Mm -hmm. so challenging for sure but for kids i would say you know it's rough don't let them see it don't let them see this absolutely not yeah it's a lot of themes they'll cry (laughs) a lot of themes why did you do that what's happening (laughs) don't you are you trying to explain this to me and you're like no I think you know what happened. That's what, to just say that. Sort of Santa-esque I think you know exactly thing. what's going on. Go ask your dad and go ask your yeah. mom. Yeah. Go ask the other parent. Yep. So if you if if somebody has not been out to the theater this summer then, okay. and they they missed something that's showing right now, showing this weekend, Labor Day weekend. We do have a nice open caption, Lion King. Yeah. You, yes, you do. Yeah. You know, uh, audience uh, response to the Lion King was has been so overwhelmingly mm-hmm. positive. Uh I would say that that's probably an easy choice if you just want a a nice, fun time with the family. But then if you haven't been to the movies in a while uh, and you're into something that's a little creepier, I cannot stress enough how you should check out this extended version of Midsummer. It's going to be really, really good. The original's great, and the extension of the director's vision is bound to be just as good, if not better. And you're going to be watching that? uh, Yes, I will be watching that. And we've all made the pact to go see (laughs) Ready or Not before next Wednesday. Yes. So you got options. Oh, yeah. A lot of options. People say August is a dead zone. It's not. It's It's not. It's not at all. And September's coming, baby. Yeah. It's coming. Do you guys have something going on next week? Is there a big, anything big on the horizon? We've got got It. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, that's correct. We've got our all clown screening. We've got our all clown screening. Pretty much. We've got the Green Goblin Head from Maximum Overdrive. The original. We've got a Pennywise. Is it really the original? Yes. The original head. Wow. Guy got a hold of it, restored it. Bug splatters on it. it. Yeah. It took him a long time. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, me too. I'm a big fan of That'll be pretty cool. Like movie props and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Things used in the film. So that's a hugely iconic. uh, Oh, yeah. Even people that haven't seen that movie know, they may not even know the name of the movie, but that's, they all have seen yeah, the diesel with the green goblin head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that thing will be here. Yeah. Although if you saw what creepy. it looked like when he got a hold of it, you would not have guessed that he was what able it to restore was, it. To what that it level. even was. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. That's cool. So a lot going on next week, a lot going on all September long. Before then, though, you've got Labor Day weekend to get through. Come see a movie at the Alamo Draft House this Labor Day weekend. Maybe you'll catch all of us and ready or not. We'll see. That's going to wrap it up. I have been Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Alamo Jen. And David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. Come see a movie this weekend. We'll talk to you yeah. later. See ya. Good. Have a nice day. <laughs> Were you having a hard time deciding how to sign off? This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.